Hello everybody and welcome to episode 122 of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and back alongside me for this trip into the CW universe once again is... Your super co-host, Chris Vint. Super is a very strong word. Tottenham, well, okay. Um, mediocre, is that... Ah, that'll do, okay. okay. We'll, we'll let you away with mediocre. Oh, wow. <laughs> so generous. So generous. <laughs> Uh, so everybody, we're back into the CW universe today with this episode. So we've done Legends of Tomorrow a few episodes back. So if you haven't listened to that, please go and check out that episode because these are going to string together nicely in the run up to um, Flash and Arrow getting discussed in the not so distant future, and our discussion, of course, of the big season crossover. The uh, what was it Earth X Crisis on Crisis Infinite on Earth X. X. Um, that will be getting discussed in either the Flash or the Arrow episodes because we haven't decided which one of those is going to go on last just <laughs> yet. So we haven't. But those will be coming your way before the new seasons kick off of the show because we'll want to do a little bit of preview for the next season as well. But today's time is for Supergirl. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, Legends of Tomorrow, it was fair to say that episode wasn't your favourite to discuss, because Legends is probably your least favourite at this moment in time. Yeah, but there were certain episodes that I liked in Legends, and there were certain episodes here that I liked in Supergirl, but they were few and far between, let's just say. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll get on to that in a minute. But yeah, these two... Like, with you saying, we haven't decided which one we're doing last, Flash or Arrow. These were like the, let's get these out of the road, and then let's save the big two for last. It sounds terrible to say that. Mm -hmm. Like, let's get these two out of the way. But there is, at this moment in time, I feel, a reasonable gulf in quality between the Arrowverse shows. Yeah. You know, you've got Legends and Supergirl kind of in the B slot, and then you've got Flash and Arrow in the A slot. Yeah. So you have... Um, but this is going to follow the same format as our Legends of Tomorrow episode, folks. So if you've listened to that, the questions and points that you're going to hear brought up will be fairly familiar to you. But of course, uh, answers will be unique for Supergirl itself. But before we get stuck into the actual questions themselves, let's get the plugs out of the way, I was Chris. Say, there's one over there if you want to use a plug. So, yeah, so you can like us on Facebook at Operation Retroshock. You could follow us on I'm trying to remember how Alan does this. You can follow us on Twitter at RetroShockPod. Our DMs are open, so if you would like us to discuss anything on the show, you could send us a request either on Facebook or there. Even if you post on the visitor post site of Facebook, we will see that and we will see what we can do. You can follow at Alan GW Price, A-L-L-A-N, and you can follow me on Twitter, Vento316, and you can follow me on um, YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Ventomania. That was actually pretty good. I'm impressed. It's only it's it's a case of I would be expecting no less with how yeah. many episodes I like harp on and see. Yeah, fashion. exactly. Oh, and uh, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, even send a screenshot and send that to one of the aforementioned ways to contact us, we would be eternally grateful because you know, like I like to think whenever I listen to podcasts, if I like it, I will leave them a review because you're such w- a nice chap. I know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I get nothing for it. All I get is a grief. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, but yeah, it's just like, it says a lot that if you take the time, I always say that people are quick to complain, but not quick to compliment. So if you enjoy a certain podcast, maybe this one, hopefully this one, and maybe another one, then consider that a good deed done for the day. I'm going to give you a light applause. Um, because I don't want to blow the microphone out. Okay. <laughs> for the audio of this episode. Thank you. Um, shall we get started then? Yes. Okay, let's get stuck in then. So, the first question is what were our expectations for this season before it aired chris you see i've always enjoyed supergirl <laughs> the first season of it i really enjoyed because it is very it is very wholesome it's very teeny boppy but it's more you know like each individual one is based around as vin diesel would say family you know like so <laughs> well that's more stone that was more stone yeah um but yeah it's more about you know like the characters, they all work together, they kind of combine as one, you know, like not as like a megazord. Yeah, like a megazord. Um but yeah, I enjoyed the first season, second season and with this one here, I was kind of looking forward to it because you kind of, you know, you you you've come to know these characters, you know, like the like the back of your hand. Um but there was something that really happened in the second season that kind of I was like, Oh right, okay and that kind of left me at a bit of a and then with this one here, I was like, right, well, we'll see where we'll go from here. Um, and it started off well. I will get on to that more. But yeah, yes. I was I was excited for it. And uh, I'm always excited whenever these shows come back. I'll always watch the first couple just to see, you know, like with the likes of Iron Flash, it's like you watch them all. But with the likes of Legends, I like I watched maybe one or two and then it was only whenever I'd finished that I would go back then and watch it whenever we were reviewing yeah. um, I think it was maybe the same for yourself but yeah I was I was looking forward to it but I wouldn't say that oh my god when's it back you yeah. know it's not like with Arrow or Flash or like whenever the final season of Gotham comes back it'd be like when's this back I, I want to watch this and yeah. you know like if it, you read a spoiler about this you're but not you read too, a spoiler about Arrow or Flash you're like who posted that I must hunt them down yeah yeah if when it comes to Flash and Arrow, I will avoid anything and everything on mm. social media. Whereas if I was to trip and stumble over something that happened in a Supergirl episode during the season, I wouldn't be that fussed. Unless it's to do with the crossover, that's the only time yeah. that... Oh no, yeah. definitely, definitely. definitely. Uh, for me, my kind of excitement or expectations or interest in season three was kind of middling to just creeping towards low. Okay. Um, but I was kind of like you in the sense that at least for the first while I'm watching it, mm-hmm. I was enjoying it enough, but we'll get to that. But I think it's just a case of really enjoyed the first season of it Yeah, when it was on CBS. Mm-hmm. I was, when I was researching for this episode, it's actually quite scary to see how many millions of viewers Supergirl had on CBS, obviously because it's a far more big and national and channel. And then that's whenever the leaked first episode came out and exactly. then they released it near enough a week or so after that it got um, released I think it was something like 19 million people were watching wow. Supergirl the first season and it's now at like 2.2 million but that's that's the difference going from a big national station yeah. to CW is still a CBS channel mm-hmm. it's part of that family but it's obviously a more niche channel, so yeah. it doesn't get it's as like many going from years. BBC One to like BBC Three or Four. Yeah, then yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Um, but I think season two, as I said, 
didn't enjoy season two as much as I did season one. Mm-hmm. And this can be something that you can be said about the kind of CW-verse, the Arrowverse as a whole. CW as a channel is very much... They point their shows towards that sort of, what would you say, maybe mid to late teens into your 20s and 30s bracket and beyond. So they like to go for heavy on the relationship front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I find that when things moved from CBS to CW, mm-hmm. the tone of the show very much changed. Well, that was going to happen because it was coming into the Arrowverse proper. Yeah. But... I find, since it's went to CW, the level of focus on for the show when it comes to relationships yes. has gone through the roof. Oh, yeah. Because, again, when I was researching this, mm. the amount of relationships that have happened on this show is actually crazy to think about. It's one of those shows that sometimes you will have episodes that really don't focus on the main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's something I'll get on to later on to do with that. But yeah, like you say, that, that was one thing that irked me was the whole Maggie and... Um, what What's her name? Uh, Maggie and Alex. Yeah. The whole Alex wants kids, Maggie doesn't want kids. Yeah. But they've been engaged and then they split up. I was like, surely if you're in a relationship, you would talk about that before you did that. Yeah. No, definitely. That's one of the points I have down here on my list because course the whole maggie and alex thing started in season two yeah and i'm purely being i'm not going to say negative but critical of it mm-hmm. um based on how it was executed oh yeah because i'm definitely 100 percent all for the introduction of you know oh, that does, lesbian that, relationship it could have been it could have been whatever it could have been two guys it could have been a guy and a girl it doesn't matter trans whatever it may have once, been once the writing isn't there yeah it's it started off interesting i remember when they started doing the storyline i was like oh this is cool because you know you get the whole story of alex you know going through that sort of am i aren't i yeah. you know what's the story here discovering oh i actually have been this whole time but then they just crept further and further and it just felt like it was treading water mm-hmm. and then yeah. as you say we head into season three and then it's just like, oh, I want to get married. And it's like, oh, by the way, I don't want kids. And it's like, oh, right, okay. And then yeah. it just kind of disintegrates from that point. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, you realise that these guys obviously had something in mind for this story. But then season three rolled around and they're like, actually, you know what, nah. Yeah. You know, off, off you go, mm-hmm. Maggie. Sort oh, of yeah, thing. yeah. It's, it, it is almost a case of like with... Uh, with that there, like you say, that they're writing this here and then something's happened whether she, the actress, couldn't be in season three anymore and then that's why they went, right, well, we'll just do this then. Yeah. And then, you know, like, and then there was a whole thing to do with her and Rian's daughter and then the two of them together and you're like, right, okay, well, that's fine and then, she, you know. It's like, I don't, um, I don't mind the CW being fairly heavy on the relationships. It's the same across all CW shows. It's just, they need to be done right. Yeah. Like Barry and Iris on The Flash for me is probably one of the strongest storylines relationship wise. See, I would say that about Felicity and Oliver. See, I thought you would. Mm-hmm. I thought you would. Um, but I feel with Supergirl, there's just been a lot of chopping and changing yeah. when it comes to relationships. Because what have you had? You've had uh, Cara and James. You've had Cara and Monel. Mm-hmm. I think there is another one in there somewhere. I can't remember. Um, but 
there's been so much switching around in there, like winning, like an alien and stuff like that yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Jean and technically... Um, oh, yes, I know who you mean. You know the, what I mean? The, the other, other Martian. Martian yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's terrible that I forget that name. But there's a lot. Yeah. So there's... This isn't becoming a let's you know discuss the relationships of Supergirl here. But... Yes, this isn't going to be a phone in radio show. Or, do you have any problems that we could maybe help with? Welcome to Operation Retroshock Agony Ant Corner. How may we help you? Oh, uh, <laughs> but yes, that was just one of the things that I felt was they go very heavy on the relationships. But I feel Supergirl is one of the weakest with relationships, so that's probably a part of why I was maybe not as up for season three. I think sometimes with other relationships in the likes of, say, Arrow or Flash, that there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. There's a beginning, there's a bit of a middle, but the end is kind of really rushed. Yeah. Or it's one of those things that's just dragged out so long, very much like the first season of Iron Fist was, like, dragged out, you know. Or The Hobbit, for example, you have 180 pages, and they make three movies out of it, and I was like, how much walking do we need to see? We don't need to see that lot. But anyway... But, uh, yeah, with, you know, there was the whole introduction of Superman as well in the recent seasons, which I've enjoyed. Because even though he was only in it for a wee tiny bit. That's something that I'll get on to in okay. a minute or two. We'll, we'll leave it for that then. So, moving on then. How do we feel this season stood up to previous seasons? Was it as strong or weaker? I've kind of already tipped my cap to this. Mm. So, I have... So I'll just come straight out and say I feel it's the weakest season across the board. This is definitely the kryptonite season of Supergirl is that this is the one that probably has hurt that character the most, in my opinion. But as you were just saying, for me, I was enjoying it enough, especially in the first half of the season. I wasn't maybe maybe jumping in the air like, oh, this is amazing or Mm. anything like that. But I was like, yeah, I'm enjoying this enough. I'm interested enough in the characters, the story that we're going through here. But, and again, this is something we'll hit on soon enough because it's one of your key questions for our CW Arrowverse discussions. The season, mid-season break, yeah, is what hurt this show terribly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, they obviously had this story planned out from the beginning, so it was going to happen whether the mid-season break happened the way it did or not. Yeah. But the mid-season break, for me, is where this show really just kind of, you know, it was maybe kind of seesawing up and down a wee bit with its episodes towards the mid-season break Mm -hmm. and then we kind of just went oh right (laughs) yeah it's almost like you're on a like a roller coaster and it just like you're up up high and then you just suddenly go on a big dip and then you're off you know and that's the thing is that with with this like you say the season the mid-season break it's like when's this coming back you know because obviously that's whenever Legends came in so you're like, oh, right, when's this back? So you had like a big long break, and then that's when it, right? So what happened and previously on Supergirl? This is the only time this will actually come in handy because <laughs> I generally cannot remember for the life of me what happened, you know. And then it's like, Alex, you know, I love you. Oh, I love you too, Maggie. But um, I don't want to have, I want to have kids. I don't want to have kids. Okay, bye. Oh, my goodness, I need to go over here. I need to do this. Oh, my goodness, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay. Um, I'm kind of done now. And I'm really nervous for the next season because I have a funny feeling that this will go the same way is that it will start off good and I'll be like, you know what, this wasn't bad and then it'll just be a big... Yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying that the performances of the actors were... But again, once you have bad writing or you have 
a big break. Like, like with the first season of the Nickelodeon Turtles. Yes. You and I both enjoyed that. Then they had a big mid-season break. Didn't and know changed what, the day. Didn't know when I came back and then that was me done with it. You know, and that's the thing is that whenever you change, start messing around with the time schedules of it or messing around with a big long break, you know, like even if you put at the end of the mid-season finale and then it goes Supergirl will return, you know, like, you know, Iron Fist will return or whatever. Yeah. Why do I keep saying about Iron Fist? But Supergirl will return and then put the date. That's yeah. all you need to do. But oh, so that's when it's back around. Is Supergirl back this week? Oh, no. No, you know, that's, that's, that is... I think that's again a criticism. You could maybe have a CW across the board, yeah. so you could, um, because like when there is these mid-season breaks, it'll be like, oh well, Arrow's back first, and then a week later it's Flash and Legends, and then like in two months' time it's Supergirl <laughs> yeah. or you know stuff like that. Um, it's looking like it's going to be a wee bit clearer in the season to come. Hopefully, we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a funny feeling they are gonna follow the same format as last yeah. year with breaks and stuff like that which I'm not looking forward to at all but uh, yeah it's definitely the mid-season break is the kicker for this season now this might be one of the harder questions for this discussion then or it might not be it might just depend on you Chris but do you have a favourite episode or moment from this season of Supergirl season 3 I'll tell you one of the moments that kind of hit me the hardest I have a funny feeling mine's going to be the same okay, go ahead no, okay. go ahead, well go. I was going to say to do with John and his father ding ding yeah so yeah. I would say that that was such because it almost it almost made it seem like his father was suffering from Alzheimer's exactly yeah you know like and that was a a big thing, you know, like it was well, the way they, they coped with it, the way they did it, you know, the way he can pass his memories on to him so therefore he can live forever. And then, you know, you had Alex as part of that, even though she wasn't, you know, again, because they worked together, you know, like, and then his father's talking to Alex and said about how much of a big support she is to his son and how much, you know he thought of her as like a daughter and things like that and the, just the emotion of that when whenever he whenever he um then passes away but then he kind of does that by saving people as yeah. well so he says that he wants to do the same as what his son does and he wants to save people and that kind of thing and that for me was probably the standout moment of the season i did like the episode however that was kind of more talking about alex and carol whenever they were kids Ah yes, I did like in th- that one because then you saw like Dean Cain and oh, what's her face, the one who played Helen something or other. I know who you mean. Helen Slater, I think her name is. Apparently, she's not very nice to me, from what I understand. Oh dear. Just stands there for the photos with hands in pockets and doesn't do anything. Delightful. Whereas Dean Cain is the complete polar opposite and the true ten. But yeah, that for me would be the standout moments of the season. Would be would be that because um, I remember watching it and getting pretty tearful about oh yeah you know like about that but um, I think you'd have to have a heart of stone to not yeah. get a wee bit emotional yeah. no matter what your circumstances yeah, but are th- that's the thing is that you know like for me that was a story that was really well told and just like the way it was actioned and everything was um, really well done so yeah no 100% agreement it's interesting that it's more a storyline or a story beat rather than an episode for the both of us, because mm-hmm. this obviously goes a fair stretch throughout the season, so yeah. it does. I think it's good, probably near three quarters of the season this goes, because it, even from the beginning, it's 
a really strong story for Jean and his yeah. dad because obviously Jean ends up on Mars because again it's terrible that I forget the character's name but the Lady Martian okay. um, calls him up and asks for his help to come up to Mars and then that's where he finds his yeah. dad mm-hmm. but because his dad has been in like tortured by like the white Martians and stuff like that for it generations he doesn't believe that it's John yeah he thinks it's an illusion or yeah. them trying to trick him and stuff so there's already that heart wrenching thing at the start where he's just like I've discovered my dad's alive because isn't that whenever he projects about like whenever he's a kid and then like the family room yes. and things so like that so he, then that way he knows that it's him yeah Jean projects his own daughters yeah to his father and stuff because obviously there was that strong relationship between his dad and his own daughters but yeah that already hooked you in from the beginning because mm-hmm. there's that kind of heartbreak for Jean and that opening stanza of this whole story that I'm using fancy words now <laughs> um, that he's like right I found my dad he's alive there's the joy there but he doesn't believe that I'm me Yeah, and he just wants to be able his dad to see him for who he is mm-hmm. um, but then you have that slow sadness creep in throughout the season where you just get the little hints in the beginning that he's forgetting or yeah. like I think didn't it start with like the coffee or the hot chocolate coffee combination or something like that that he'd forgot what made up like the yeah. hot chocolate coffee either, combination or that or, or he had like it and he goes like this is really nice and be like yeah you had that yesterday or yeah. something and be like Oh, did I? And yeah. Then, oh, right. But again, it that's how it normally starts. Yeah. Like, it's is something things. so simple. But isn't it funny as well that both our picks are nothing to do with main character? Yeah. It's it's that says a lot to me. Yeah, and that'll come back into one of my answers down the line as well. So, moving on to um, maybe one that's definitely easy for me to pick, at least is biggest disappointment episode or moment from the season and for me episode wise at least it's the episode episode 14 shot through the heart okay which is the episode where uh it's Wynn's dad's funeral and so his mum's involved and they have to fight flying mechanical monkeys it's like something that somebody was obviously watching wizard of oz i went oh let's put monkeys in and you're like, oh, it's Sheldon's mum. Sheldon's mum is now Wynn's mum, who incidentally was also, I did not know this, was the original voice of Andy's mum in Toy Story. Really? Uh-huh. I'll have to listen to that again, yeah, see if there's any I, hints. There was like a video um, that showed you the people in the Toy Story booth, you know, doing the voices. So you had the guy who played Ernest doing Slinky Dog. And then you saw her and I was like, oh, it's Laurie Metcalf. It's Sheldon, <laughs> it's Sheldon and Wynn's mum and not it's Andy's mum. And you're like, oh my God. Uh, but yeah, I would, um, for me, <laughs> for me, it, the biggest disappointment was the ending kind of of what happened with Rain and the mm-hmm. lava pit. And it's like, oh, um, Flash did this. Let's just write that in. And we're like, you know, because I saw lots of memes. I'm like, hey, Barry, I've messed with the timeline. And you're like, so um, that for me was a big disappointment was the way the season wrapped up and it was like, you know, it's very, oh, right. Because I've thought, oh my God, you know, this person's dead, that person's dead, this person's dead. And, like, oh, that's ter-. and then you're like, oh no, they're, oh. Yeah. No. And like, oh, can I just use my get out of jail free card, please? Because that's what I'd like to do. And you're like, 
Okay, um, that for me was a big letdown. I understand where you're coming from, but another big letdown is what you said earlier on was that of how little Superman was used in this. Yeah, I understand a Supergirl. That's fine and dandy, but why whenever she had a big bad and then they had like you know like it was almost like the four horsewomen of the apocalypse no Charlotte Flair and all that but mm. uh, but you know it's a case of Earth was in danger and then Superman's nowhere yeah. and that's the thing is that he was used very very sparingly in this but to me he wasn't used he wasn't used pro- it was going to be that he was fired in for the sake of firing him in whereas at the yeah. end you know like that's it should have either been used there or in the crossover. Yeah. I don't understand why it wasn't in the crossover. No, I, I can completely get why they wouldn't want to use him as much because, like you say, it's Supergirl's mm-hmm. show. We're in this era now where it's like, we don't want, because, and again, it's sticky territory nowadays to talk like this, but they, you know, folks don't want to be like, oh, the guy came in and helped the girl and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Even though yeah. it's flipping their two you know, space aliens with superpowers. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But I think if he'd been in it, maybe just that wee bit more, and as you say, in kind of key moments, yeah, would have helped it. Even if it was a case of, right, Kara still did all the key important stuff, mm-hmm. but say, for example, there was like this side thing needed handled, have him come in and deal with the side thing and let her focus on the main... All you had to do, like you say, is just do, like, if she's after Rain and then Superman goes off with John, John and somebody else. So yep. you have... It's almost like a two-parter. Episode one focuses on Supergirl and then who she's with and then episode two focuses on Superman and then they kind of meet up in the end and then that's it done. Yeah. That, that's it. You could almost have, like, a Supergirl mini crossover there. Yeah. That's all you need to do, but... For me, he's a character that whenever they brought in, I understand, like you say, I understand why they don't use him as much. But then, whenever you have twenty three odd episodes and you use him for three, yeah, you know, don't use him for half, but use him for like about five or six. But maybe. I think I think the positive to take out of this is that well, they did a good job picking a guy to play Superman. Then was it Tyler Hoechlin? I think so yeah, seventy quid for a selfie, catch yourself on <laughs> not a chance. But it's a good sign when we're sitting here and we're like, well, we would have liked to have seen more. Yeah. Of his portrayal of Superman. Mm-hmm. So, and again, there's rumours floating about that there could be potentially... Even you don't need to see him as Superman, see him as Clark Kent. Yeah. I'm fine with that. You know, like, and then... Even, even could, if he's just nipping in for a, a coffee with James or something yeah, like that. and then that. he could just go, like, keep an eye on Cara, you know, because I don't want to help her, but just let me know if she needs help, you know, like, something like that, but... Simply because he's the more experienced? Yeah, exactly. So, it's almost like, you know, Barry will sometimes rely on Oliver, or Barry will rely on Cisco, or Barry will rely on, you know, somebody else, you know, like, and Supergirl needs to rely on other people and her family and all that nonsense, so... Yeah. But, yeah, um, that would be... Yeah, to get back on point then, my main criticism would be the, see, the season finale of how it wrapped up was just like, okay. I think to have one final point on my disappointment with the whole kind of this win-based episode, <laughs> um, not only is the whole like, oh, flying monkeys and stuff like that, and I, I, get, I get that people probably reach out to me, Alan, it's a superhero show, these things you just have to kind of put to the side and, you know, have your expectations open and your mind open, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So mechanical monkeys, really, in the grand scheme of things, probably aren't that high up there in crazy things that can happen. Yeah. But I think maybe what also added into my disappointment is this almost felt a bit like 
a discount episode of The Flash in that the trickster, mm-hmm. you know, here's the son who had like, a father yeah. who used toys or tricks or whatever as a villain. Mm-hmm. And the mother's involved. What also happened this last season in The Flash? Baby Trickster yeah. with his mum. Yeah. So you had two of these very similar episodes. Not 100% mm-hmm. similar, but beats yeah. that were hitting on the same thing in the same episode. So it almost felt very copy and paste. And because this episode, I think, was very close to the return after the mid-season break for me, this was probably the episode that really started sending me into a bit of a let's call it tailspin of disinterest okay it's almost like very much like a filler episode was like we'll just focus on win and his mom and that kind of thing and you're like right okay that's that's fine like i i like win as a character yes you no, know like definitely. there's no, no problem there but again they could have done it a different way they could have had like the the uh, the d the deo or whatever it is that you know like they have like a systems failure or something like that and then it's more him trying to use his wits to then try and get that back online rather than here's flying monkeys and you're like yay just what I've always wanted to see (laughs) Mm. Uh, but yes this is something we've talked about already a bit but did the mid-season break wane your interest in the show and I think the answer is quite obvious for me 100% and it's very much so and it comes down to not only obviously the timing of the break and the unsureness of when's this show coming back or not but I think it then has to come down to the key stories after the break and that is the whole rain and the world killers and how that all ends up going because the whole rain storyline for me just did not grip me at all for this person meaning to be like your big bad off the season mm-hmm. it just there was just something missing or they maybe harped too much on the daughter relationship or something like that. I don't know what it was but it just did not do it for me at all I liked it whenever she beat the tar out of Supergirl yes but then but that if, was before mid-season break wasn't yeah, it oh yeah 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 but because that was like in the second or third episode yeah. or whatever. but because I honestly can't remember if the mid-season finale ended on a cliffhanger I'm trying to remember what it was for the Because that was maybe whenever she was put into the coma. And then, sure, then Brainiac had to then try and get them to go into her brain and like bring her out or some nonsense. But yeah, I think then it was like, oh, here's Rain. And then, right, okay, you need this character and this character and this character. And it's like, if this is, a, like you say, if this is a big bad, this is a big bad. He's like, right, I'm going to go and get other people. To be, no, I, the a big bad is. will be a big bad by themselves. Yeah. You know, and you're like, right, okay. So, um, yeah, the mid-season finale definitely hurt her for me. And it's one of those ones that whenever I came back, I was like, oh, Supergirl's back? All right. That's, that yeah. is it. It's like, I wasn't rushing to watch episodes. Yeah. After the mid-season break came back. And I think, again, that did come back down to timing. And when it came back, that maybe two or three weeks went past. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, right, let's catch up on Supergirl. Because you hadn't watched the last four episodes until long ago. Yeah. I was like, oh, right, I have two or three episodes of Supergirl banked up here. I'll go and watch them here. And by the time you're halfway through the first episode, you're already, like, sighing to yourself and going, (laughs) oh, I have another 80, 90 minutes of this to catch up on. Let's get the switch. (laughs) And and then 
for example, like I said, with the win episode being like episode 14, think of it from my point of view in that, right, I'm coming to that episode, which is maybe like the third episode of my banked up amount that I had. And I'm just like, oh, goodness, please yeah. just, just make it end sort of thing by that stage. With the likes of that, then, it's what hope does the rest of the episodes that follow this have? Yeah. And you're like, mm. But there are strong points and there are strong characters throughout this season. Yes, we're seeming very negative here, but we're just being brutally honest. Yeah. Of how this season kind of went for us. Um, but we won't dwell on the mid-season break for much longer, so we won't. Let's go for the positive thing then. Give me a standout character in the season um, for you. Lena Luther. Um, because because of that surname, you don't. She seemed to be too nicey nice, and you're like, there's going to be a twist coming yeah. here somewhere. And this is something that strongly happens in season three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the relationship. With her and James, like we're just hey, there's, that's the other one I was thinking of. There yeah, we go. So, like, but the whole thing to do with them, and then towards the end of it, whenever she said that she didn't have any of the meteor rock left, and then lo and behold, she did. I but the then, synthetic kryptonite yeah, and stuff. Yeah, but then the whole thing to do with her and her, you know, keeping rain, you know, like in that like wee room thing. But for yeah. me, I. She's a hot actress. I'll give her that, and she, you know, she plays She's Irish, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and she plays it well. But um, for me, she was a standout character, and like we we're talking about, it was John's dad, whose yeah character name I can't remember. Do you want a surprising fact about the actress that plays Lena Luther, Katie McGrath, um, Jurassic World. Did you watch it? Yes, the first one. Yes, she's the one. She's who the eight. She's the one who gets lifted by yep. the like, pterodactyl yep. and then gets et by the underwater creature. So I only realised this not too long ago when I rewatched it once. I was like, oh, well, that went well. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think she's a very good actress. So she is. She plays the character very, very well because you can tell. Because obviously she came in towards, wasn't it the tail end of season two? And it was all very pally-pally with yeah. Cara. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you know, I don't want to be the stereotypical yeah. opinion of a Luther and stuff like that. And at the start of this season, she buys over Capco, if I remember correctly. Yeah, she buys that over. And then she said she didn't have kryptonite. And she did have kryptonite. And then Cara's like, you hurt me. You hurt me by saying you didn't have that. And you did have that. And it was like, oh, let's be friends. Okay, let's be friends. We'll be friends. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, I have this. And but like, you get the very serious hint throughout this season that things are going to definitely go yeah. even more south mm-hmm. for the relationship between what, Cara what, and Lena. What I would love, what I would absolutely love is for Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor in Smallville, to make a cameo. Just a one-off, like just for even five minutes and talk to, like you should have Lex and her together. I think that would be amazing just to have those two. Think, isn't he meant to be in jail at the moment in the in the Arrowverse yeah. or something like yeah, that? But so could, even if you had her meeting him, you know, and talking like through the glass in yeah. the jail or something like yeah. that, for a couple of minutes would be really cool. But I know some people might say, well, her doing a full blown turn mm-hmm. would be too obvious. But I want to see Kitty McGrath. Yeah stretch her legs and embrace this darker side because you get those hints plenty but that's the thing is that you have the hints but you don't know when it's going to happen because even in the earlier parts of the season when I can't remember the guy's name but it's the kind of other you know the really the fellow that's really on her back oh the one who was in uh, the one who played Nathan Petrelli in Heroes yes yeah uh and like 
she's hanging around with James and then he's talking smack to her and he gets in his car and then the car takes off and it's only yeah. blows up and he escapes and stuff and he says oh that was you and you tried to kill me and all that you get those little hints from even the, that early point in the season yeah. that she's really not all sunshine and rainbows like she kind of wants to be mm-hmm. there is that Luther instinct yeah. inside of her uh, but no 100% agreement that she's one of the strongest characters in the season and I think it has to come back. You said, obviously, the actor who played John's dad. Mm-hmm. I have to come back and say John himself Yeah, is one of the strongest characters and one of the most enjoyable characters for me throughout the season. Um, and a key part of that is the relationship between him and his father mm-hmm. throughout the entire season. Um, because you, you just get that kind of genuine connection yeah. between oh, yeah. the actors portraying the roles. Mm-hmm. And that makes it extremely strong. Back to the negative. <laughs> um, we did this for Legends and we both felt the same in that department and that was Wally West was an mm-hmm. unnecessary character who's your unnecessary character do you feel for this season of Sup- Supergirl Supergirl <laughs> um, I would honestly say because I don't remember him doing much is James Olsen I can, I can get that apart get from that. being with Guardian a few times yeah. and then Lena yeah but it's more he's more a supporting obviously he's like head of you know like in the main thing of Katko which is fine but he didn't really progress he didn't really have a storyline that you cared about yeah Um. you know like all the other characters likes of Wynn did Alex did you know like and you just think of all the other ones that did Um. but for me he didn't really he didn't really do much for me, um, I don't really. He's a character I don't really care for. Um, I haven't really, you know, like there was a whole thing to do with him and Kara, and like, will they, won't they? I was like, oh, I was like, oh, let's be better off friends. Yeah, like, oh yeah, friend zoned. You know, like, and you're like, you're like, okay, <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, I know that there's more characters likes of um, Wynn's going to be used less next season. Monel's going to be used next less used less next season but Brain Axe is going to be used more yes so I I don't know sometimes whenever you have like a big I think that's one thing about Arrow is Arrow has such a big cast of things but they know how to use people well and Flash as well yeah but the two of them know how to use things whereas we've talked about Legends and how certain characters like um, Ray are really underused and Rory just isn't used right at all and I think that's very much the same with this is that you're going to have a lot of characters and they focus on a main cusp and they go right well we'll have to add something to do with right we'll write him in with her then okay write him in as some like guardian dude and you know wins his helper all right okay we'll do that then and, right so um for me he would be the character if he was wasn't in it anymore i i wouldn't really lose any sleep over it yeah well, I'm going to go one step further than that even, and not in the sense You're of... You're going to say it's camera, aren't you? <laughs> I'm not even going to say just that these characters were unnecessary in the sense of they didn't do much, because, um, to be honest, if they weren't in the show, then the show wouldn't have a second half of the season, to be brutally honest. Um, but I just felt these characters were just unnecessary. Um, You're going to say about Pestilence and the other one? Pretty much the world killers. Right, okay. So it is just the whole little extra stories based around them. Yeah. Like the one where they're in the hospital and it's like, who's Pestilence? And oh, it turns out to be the doctor girl and stuff like that. And you're just like, no, I could have just used another straight episode of just have Rain 
causing havoc or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel that by it was sort of maybe too many cooks spoiling the broth sort of thing. Yeah. In that regard, so for me, it has to be the world killers, and even in a fraction of a sense, Rian mm-hmm. as a character because it just the big bad could have been stronger. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Overall, but. We're going to head back into fun territory here. Okay. So we are, and this I thought was pretty cool in our Legends episode. So, if you could take a character from another show, be it CW, obviously, or whatever, and put them in this show, who would it be and why? Um, I have three. I oh, wow. Um, okay. I just thought I'd pick a few random ones, just see. Well, you see, in the crossover, I did, like... Sarah and Alex together so I would maybe do that um well that's have Alex go on the wave rider (laughs) it's a really tough one because you're trying to think of you're trying to think of characters not who aren't important but taken out won't hurt that show and it, it it's harder whenever you're thinking of the other ones so I'm actually going to say that one that I would actually put in um with Supergirl would be Nate from Legends of Tomorrow Oh, right, okay. That's um, an I think one. because if you want to use Superman less, you're going to have somebody who's... Citizen Steel? Yeah, so you're going to have fake Colossus, I like to call him. <laughs> um, Harsh. True, though. Um, but yeah, I think that he would bring a lot to that. Plus there is the connection from the crossover event. Yeah, like season. when we caught... Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. We go like, yeah. And it's just like whenever they're like lower down in, the, in that. But I think those two... Would work. I'm trying to think of somebody from Arrow or Flash that I would like to. I would. I think because of the DEO and that kind of thing, I think that HR would be a great fit in there. Ah, right. I think that would be okay. great. But well, I've got three. Si- since you were picking three, that's why I went for three right. there. <laughs> I've got three and one from each other CWverse show. Okay. So my first one's from the Arrow. Mm-hmm. And this is going to completely surprise you, I think, here. Slade Wilson, aka Deathstroke. Okay. I just think having that character just pop up randomly for an arc or something like Mm -hmm. that within Kara's world would be cool because, yes, he isn't dead or anything in Arrow, but you'd have a slightly different version of him because, of course, Kara's on a different earth. Wouldn't that be great if that in each of the crossovers you had a villain from each series? So, like, with Alexa Flash, with Alexa Supergirl, you had Slade. With Alexa Flash, you would have Rain, say, with the likes of Legends. Oh, I you, complete you know, like, shuffle? Just, yeah, exactly. So well, that, like, that was part of my thinking. That's from, a really good one. From two of them. I never even thought of that, I just, I just, because again, I was reading through online, and I was like, let's have a look at the characters, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that would be good, because obviously, I'm not saying they wrote Manu Bennett out of Arrow, but his character kind of had a very nice, wee kind of walking away yeah. moment in that mm-hmm. one. Uh, but the next one uh, is a character we both very much enjoy. And again, part of my reasoning for this comes back to the crossover. Okay. And that is Ray Palmer. Because we get that hint in the crossover where she says, when Ray pops up, she says, You remind me of my cousin. Yes. Which is Superman a nice hint to him as Superman yeah. and mm-hmm. Superman Returns. Um, so I thought he would be a pretty cool yeah. addition in there. But my final one, which is the one I'd be like, Yes, I would definitely want to say this. Is the reverse flash? Okay. Simply because, of course, um, there's always the big thing in the comics about, you know, who's the fastest, the Flash or Superman, mm-hmm. and they tease that as well between Barry and, and Kara yeah. as well when they first met. Mm-hmm. So 
I just think it would be pretty interesting to see how a storyline between Kara and Eobard Thawne, mm-hmm. be it an alternative version in a different universe or not. Or whether she goes to an alternative universe and Eobard Thawne is the good Flash and Barry is the bad Flash. Yeah. Many, many possibilities. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I just thought those three characters could provide some they're very... Really, they're really good picks. Intriguing you know? stories. They're really good picks. Well, thank you. I, yeah. I thought so, too. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he researched for the show and he didn't. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, you've already kind of touched upon this, but was the season finale disappointing to you or left you less interested or more interested in the upcoming season? Out of all of them, that was definitely, for me, the season finale was the biggest let down. Um, and that's saying something when Legends had Bebo. Yeah, but then <laughs> Legends kind of um, saved itself yeah. whenever he had Constantine in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, the season finale was just something that, again, it was at that stage to watch that episode, it was a real chore to get through. And like I said, to do with the whole rewinding time and kind of thing like that. It, to be honest with you, they should have done the thing where they went through rewind time and they did what like Superman did in the first Superman movie where he flies around the world and reverses the world. Yeah. Should have done that instead of the way they did it with that stupid crystal-y thing that was on the floor. Yeah, no, because that's, that's, that's what I initially thought because as you mentioned, I hadn't watched the last four episodes for a good stretch of time before mm. doing this show and I had already read up on what had happened in the episodes just in case we'd recorded this episode before I got to watching them or whatever. Yeah. And I saw the whole time reverse thing and I remember coming and saying to you, oh, did they do the whole, did she go around the earth thing and bring time back? And you were like, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, right, okay, no, then obviously yeah. not. Um, I'm kind of torn. I want to enjoy Supergirl. I've obviously already mentioned I would love to see Lena becoming one of the key big bads going forward, mm-hmm. so that would have me intrigued. Of course, the way the season ends, it could go that way. It could not, obviously. Yeah, I, was, I was actually going to ask you, do you think that then she will find that other Supergirl? Yeah. And then... Isn't that a hint to a Superman story again in the comics where Superman crash landed in Russia or something There's like one called Red Sun where he is more of a communist... And then, yes. um, like, Germany win the war and that kind of thing. So it's very, you know, uh, reverse. So a wee um, bit like the Earth-X crossover, but different with Russia and stuff. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So she's going to be, a, like, that's going to be the main bad, is that. And then they're probably, you know, that's the thing, is that the tease a big bad, and then within a couple of episodes it's defeated, and then you move on to another. You know, it's yeah. very um, villain of the week, and that's... You know, that you want a Slade Wilson or you want like a, oh, who's the other one? Oh, God. What show? Uh, Arrow the... Prometheus? No, the magic dude. Oh, Demon Dark? Yeah, him. Yeah, so I totally blanked on his name there. Um, I was in the dark. <laughs> I suppose. Um, but the likes of him, you know, like you had that villain stretched out of the season. Yeah. And yeah, very much with this, you had Rian stretched out, but then... Even in the early days of Arrow with... Uh... Rachel Bill. Yeah. He he went a fair stretch through that that yeah. season as well. So mm-hmm. he did. So having a strong big bad throughout an entire season is of key importance. Sometimes this seems Supergirl seems to be like the Marvel problem is that Marvel will have a great movie, but it'll have a villain that you just don't care about. Apart from the likes of Thanos and Loki. 
to a point because Loki's neither good nor bad he's like an he's an anti-hero yeah he's like uh, Venom yeah um, so no. <laughs> that's what it would be like for me is that with the villains in Supergirl like to be honest with you I, I, I don't really the only one I actually cared about was Terry Hatcher because of her connection yeah with, the connection yeah. yeah you know but it would have been nice to have her and Dean Cain kind of face off you know with each other but yeah for me it was just like one of those things that were like right okay well let's you know it ends then you're like oh well you've got so many possibilities but like we've always said like to do with wrestling you can come up with this that and the other and then you will get a curveball thrown at you but well I didn't expect that but not in a good way, you know. Yeah. Um, let's bring it on to the last couple of questions then. And the second to last is, in the four DC shows that we are talking about, what number would you rank this in order of preference? So your number and your reason why. So three. going on, Legends three. was four. Yeah, that's the only reason why it's three. Because it's not worthy enough for the top two um, by a country mile. It's not a case of because Flash and Arrow have had more seasons than the other two. It's because Flash and Arrow have had more seasons and have stayed consistent. Fair enough, each season will have its lulls. What season of TV is amazing from start to finish? You know, very few. Very, very, very few that do that. It's like playing a video game from start to finish. You're going to have bits in the middle that you're not going to care about or bits at the start or the end. But for me, I enjoyed the first season, the second season to a point, but this season was just, it was almost like a chore. Yeah. Even though Supergirl came out, it used to come out on a Monday, didn't it? It was always the first one out. I think, what was it, first season was like a Sunday on yeah. CBS, and then it was like a Monday. I would even leave it until I'd watch like Arrow and Flash, and then if I'd watch Legends, and then I'd watch, I'd watch Supergirl before with Legends, but I was always... One that I would maybe download or watch later, yeah. you know, but it was one that if I missed an episode, I could carry on and watch the next week's episode and not really miss any major plot developments. Yeah. That's that's a big miss for me, yeah. is that it should be a, a series that you need to watch each, th- each episode of. You know, like if you watch an episode of Game, if you miss an episode of Game of Thrones and you watch the next episode... You don't have a clue why this character is talking to this character. Some, major, some major character could be dead for all you know. Exactly, yeah. Uh-huh. You'd be like, oh, so-and-so died. And you'd be like, wait, what? what? Please excuse me? Yeah. I missed what now? Yeah. Um, but yes, my rankings are yours flipped, obviously, because I ranked Legends number three. Mm-hmm. So Supergirl, for me, is number four yeah. currently. But I think, again, the key point I have to harp on about here is I want it to do well. I want to enjoy it because I do enjoy the CW Arrowverse shows on the whole, so seeing Supergirl be a show that I want to be more invested in would be fantastic. And again, I keep saying it, having Lena as the big bad would be a big key part of that for me. So lastly then, is this show still to a point enjoyable for you? Or is this one now that, kind of like you mentioned with Legends, you'll catch a few episodes and see how it goes? Or... Could it meet a harsh fate very quickly? That's a really tough one. Um, I guess we'll find out with this season. Yeah. Um, like I'll watch it whenever it first comes out, but if it's again getting very stagnant and getting very or I don't care or I'm not invested in the characters. Um, for me, if it wasn't for that John and his father storyline, I probably would have given up on it. Um, because again, like the season finale, 
you had more of a resolution with John and his storyline than you did with Supergirl and hers. Yeah. You, you kind of, it was almost like just a very bleh ending. Um, and for me, this season really needs to do, like hit the ground running and then get up at full speed. Um, because if it's to compete in a one-on-one race with a Flash or Arrow or Le- Legends to a point, it needs to have storylines that you care about. It needs to be compelling TV. Yeah. And if you don't have that and people don't care, then it'll, it'll switch off. You know, and like we were saying that we were, like to me, I was very surprised that Legends was renewed for season four. And if this doesn't pick up, I can see this maybe being... Switched out for Superman or something like that. Will not have season five. And with the likes of that Krypton show, I tried watching that and it's it's awful. I just did not like it. Filmed here. Oh, right. Well, that's maybe why then. I like Game Game of Thrones. It was filmed here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, for me, it's just one of those things that I will watch. But if I miss an episode... I'll watch it, or if I've got too much to watch, I'll come back. To, I'll go to the next week. I'll wait till next week's episode, because whenever you have, at the minute we have like a lull of TV where we don't have seasons to watch because we're all on a break from them all. But then once they all start coming back, your time is at a premium whenever yeah. you're working. And when I it's still Christmas need, I still need to get stuck in the black lightning because I said I was saving that for the break to get me going. Oh, but I, if I, I start s- if I start now, I'll probably be. Gone. I start. I started it, and then I just never got round to finishing it. I did yeah. like it, um, but, and then same with Luke Cage, I started season two, and then I either started watching something else. Um, you it, know, it is odd like that. There is just these shows that you can enjoy, but for some reason you just... It's can't. whenever somebody says to you, oh, have you watched something? It's just, no, oh, you should give that a go. Because yeah. I think that's whenever Black Lightning was, whenever I started Designated Survivor, and then I just went, finished the two seasons yeah. in like a couple of months. But yeah... It is, as you say, if this doesn't hit the ground running for me in season four, it's going to maybe be two or three episodes and I'll probably be checking out. Yeah. You know, I'll maybe read up in summaries or watch the odd person I follow on YouTube review the episodes or something like that Mm -hmm. in five minutes and stuff so I can keep up to date with you know, the odd important point that's happening. Very much like you do with the wrestling. If you don't want to watch it, you'll just read the results about it. But like, oh. So that I know if there's anything important. Come, of course, the crossover that will yeah. be happening later in the season, which is only three parts, not four parts this year. Oh, okay. I, th- I read that. Um, so I think it's only going to be across Supergirl, Arrow, and Flash, not Legends. Fair enough. Maybe it's because it's happening when Legends might be off. I don't know because of this Ugh. whole topsy turvy breaks in the middle uh, of the season. It's like twelve episodes or something like that, isn't it? Something, really something like that. But yeah, if it doesn't hit the ground running, I will probably check out. Uh, not too far into it. So. Yes, we hope this episode hasn't been too negative for you, everybody. Just know that we're only giving our personal opinions off it. Just as you're entitled to yours, I'm sure there are people out there that absolutely love Supergirl. I know Simon is a big, big fan of Supergirl. He loves the Supergirl character. So, uh, it's again, it's each to their own yeah, at exactly. the end of the day. But I think the... Um, Negativity is probably going to turn into a lot more positivity in the next two CW Arrowverse shows with mm-hmm. Flash and Arrow. Um, when we get round to talking about those over the next couple of months before the start of the new seasons, isn't it October? I think it starts yeah. up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll probably get October's the, going to be a fun month then. Yeah, so we'll probably get uh, the next two CW Arrowverse shows out in se- the rest of September here for you. So. 
before we go, once again, thank you all very much for listening, everybody. If you want to get in touch, get us on Twitter at RetroshockPod. On Facebook, just search Operation Retroshock. I'm Alan GW Price on Twitter. He's at Fendo316 on Twitter. Feel free to drop us a message with any topic you would like to see on the show in the future, be it a movie anniversary, be it a TV show, be it a video game, whatever it is. We'd love to hear what you would like to hear us to talk about. Uh, any final things to say, Chris, before we depart? Uh, will, we te- will we tease them what's coming on the next episode? Well, I was just going to say, it would be rude to leave them hanging about what's coming up in the next episode. Work away. Go for uh, it. Yeah, so as I was just saying, October is going to be a busy month uh, with the likes of Return of Flash and Arrow, etc. Uh, we're going to be talking about another show which is coming back in October time, uh, which is Doctor Who. So we're going to kind of see about what we're excited for in the show. What w- do we think of the first female Doctor? Um, what do we think of the amount of companions and that kind of stuff? So that will be coming out to you next week. Um, we'll be talking about that and uh, just seeing what our general thoughts are. Basically, everything on the run into New Who. Yeah, the, the new New Who. New New Who. Because it so- it sounds like this is going to be again almost a slight kind of soft reboot. Yeah. Of things, so we'll kind of take our own trip through time. And start from the beginning when everything started for the Jodie Whittaker Doctor in terms of uh, new showrunner, getting announced, as Chris says, the companions, and a rumoured change of night for the show. But we'll talk about all of that on the next episode, episode 123 of Operation Red or Shock. This has been episode 122. I've been Alan Price. He's been Chris Fint. Say bye-bye, Chris. He can count, and you can count on us being here next week. Hey, <laughs> see what I did there. I see what you did. See you next week, folks.